If you're a fan of front brake disc guards, you might not be a fan of this episode. But if you keep listening, you'll learn why Jimmy Lewis doesn't like them. Thank you for listening to episode 127 of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. This was a fun show that featured a bunch of front brake discard talk and as well as some more chain lube talk because we didn't talk about that enough last week. Producer Matt was finally back in studio, so Logan was back in the co-host chair, and he had some wise words to share. Not many, but they were wise. Jimmy did actually answer some tech questions regarding a Husqvarna that was having some serious engine problems, and there was even fuel-injected two-stroke talk regarding the TPI and TBI systems that are rumored to be coming out with KTM. Rooster Endo was roosting as always, and congrats to Greg for winning the $100 gift certificate to Takamoto Co. If you're interested in submitting a bike for this contest, just submit a photo on our Facebook post or email it to matt at jimmylewisoffroad.com. Again, thank you for listening, and we can't thank our sponsors enough for supporting this show. Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC Sprockets, and Trail Tech. Without these guys, the show wouldn't be possible, and please show them some love. Without any further ado, here's the show. Hi, we're live at Tech Talk Taco Studio. This is uh, Jimmy Lewis with Logan Tyler, and tonight we're broadcasting from Valley of the Dirt People. Mm-hmm. Are we sure? Yeah. Good. So you have um, been brought back. Yeah. Because Matt is back from the dead. Mm-hmm. It's super nice. And yeah. somebody is trying to fix the audio as we speak. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Super hot. Super, super hot. Yeah. My um, ears are bleeding. <laughs> my ears are bleeding. Oh, that's because you're <laughs> don't, listening. Don't, don't, t- don't touch it. You're listening to me. Oh, don't touch anything don't over touch there. It. I, I'm touching it. Well, I'll touch the thing I'm good at touching. Logan, why don't you tell us who this show is brought to you by? Okay. Yamaha. And make it, and make it interesting. Yamaha and their two-stroke bikes. Experience pure performance and exhilarating power with the lineup of Yamaha YZ two-stroke bikes. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to explore what's new for 2022. The re-revised 125 makes for the perfect step of machine and also a great machine for sand tracks when it's wet. Oh, yeah. An all new engine, revised six speed transmission, new brakes and suspension settings, improved rider ergonomics with new aggressive styling and more. The YZ250 also delivers improved rider ergonomics, new front and rear brakes, updated suspension settings, and aggressive styling. For a truly race-inspired look, check out the YZ250 and YZ125 Monster Energy Racing Editions. And for the next generation of riders, the YZ65, YZ85, and YZ85LW deliver big bike specs and a smaller package. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com, find your Yamaha YZ, and enter Victory Zone today. Thank you, Logan, for that awesome read. Thanks to uh, Yamaha. Thanks to Scott Sports. Oh, I got something cool. Check these out. You got more? Laminated tear-offs, bro. Yeah. You need these, don't you? Yes. Did you get roosted a lot? Yeah. So you really need them. Yeah. Check those things out. Those are the really, those are the factory super awesome laminated tear-offs. So if you have a Scott... um, prospect right the prospect and, and the fury. edge fury that's right the fury because they're the same they use the same lens essentially yeah uh those will mean that you can get roosted and then you can get clear vision and then no take them with you bro oh Put them in your pocket yeah steal those things when stuff like that comes out because i don't get roosted so i don't need those 
I'm like the guy on the start line that just pulls all his tear offs off just to show everybody what I got. And like, I, don't I did that. Things. I did that. I got them all messed up. So I just pulled every single one of them except for one. And I threw them on the guy next to me. And they got the worst start. You pulled, yeah. you, you pulled that trick too? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I, I used to run like roll offs and stuff most of the time. So I never had to worry about this. But I, mm -hmm. I in, in my motocross, uh, career I wasn't that good of a starter but then when I went back and started racing a little bit I that's the one thing I really focused on was was good starts and so mm -hmm. but I never actually pulled my tear offs off like that but that so that was that was good so you did it out of necessity not to oh yeah I can see your competition or head trip with them no did I you, couldn't see who who prepped your goggles me why don't you have a girlfriend well that's a whole different story that preps your goggles okay one defense on my part was we got these um the scott tear-offs mm -hmm. and they had like they a were little, not the laminated awesome laminated ones no and i didn't these... i didn't know anything about this that that, that isn't why i got those tear-offs i mm -hmm. just kind of found them in a box that was floating around back here but yeah. anyway so this is this is apropos okay got it they had the white wax paper in between every single tear-off so they weren't all stuck together. So every single tear off had an air bubble in between each tear off. You did not put, you took the wax paper, you took the, 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 the paper out in between the tear offs mm -hmm. and somehow it made an air bubble. Yes. Huh? Yeah. You need to check. To do every your... single one of them was separate. You know, Heather used to do my goggles. Yeah. She was really good at it. Yeah. She, she, she knew how to put the baby oil. So the dust didn't get through and, uh, stack the tear offs on top of the if like if it was raining she knew how to put the tear off on top of the roll offs all the mm -hmm. tricks yeah she was like a goggle girl yeah so you need to you need to like get one of those yeah and then you did air filters today too mm -hmm. that's another good job for your girlfriend so uh good to see everybody out in the live stream i would like to see that and the other screen in front we did some major modifications um in the studio today Mostly to stop me from uh, eyes wandering around, like looking all over the place. It's so so we can focus forward. I know I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sketchy to begin with. So uh, Takamoto, sponsor of Rooster Endo, everybody's favorite segment. Really stoked at all the Rooster Endos that we're getting submitted. We're going to get to uh, probably 98% of them eventually, is what I like to say. Some, some of them get rejected. And uh, Climb. Climb gear. I did not wear any climb gear today because the wind blew like hell. And I was going to go ride my mountain bike, which I wear. I wear like the climb pullovers a lot of times when I do that. And it was just too windy. So I didn't do it. And then it was so windy. I just said, I don't even feel like riding today. So, but I did wear when I was cold earlier, I wore a climb jacket. So climb makers of awesome gear if you want the best weatherproof uh the best condition dependent gear depending if it it's hot they have mojave so you can be vented as you know what ddc our first real sponsor original ddc makers of chain wheels or sprockets as you call them they never wear out and they are awesome stainless steel they look pretty Last a long time and they support trail use issues trail tech voyager pros um if you're lost you can use a voyager pro and don't forget their new aluminum mount is out for the more rugged mount for that and then 
That's it. Oh, if you want to support us, we have banners on our website. We have at the bottom of each stories, we have a click through thing on Rocky Mountain MC. This is where I go to buy my parts. How much do you think that box that showed up today cost, by the way? Did you, you got, you picked it up, right? Uh, no, actually Ned did. Oh, Ned did. Yeah. yeah. How much do you think that box cost? It was about this big. $740. Anybody else? I'm going to go uh, 425 yeah. uh, I'm going to go $420.69. Logan wins. It was actually more. $800. Wow. Um, so I, Is that Matt Cylinder? <laughs> oh, uh, hey. bingo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, there, there was a KTM cylinder in there, which comes with a piston. Um, and... Uh, word straight out of Chris Blaze's mouth. I repair everything. KTM parts are way too expensive, but I'm just in this kind of time frame thing. And I've noticed that the cylinders have been back ordered for a long time. And I've got, I don't know what, five or six of those 500s of that era, that generation. I'm like, I'm going to need to have a cylinder around when all these bikes are now up in the 500 hours. So I just went ahead, nutted up and I bought it from Rocky Mountain. I ordered it day before yesterday. So it's here in a day, which is awesome. So if you're buying especially really expensive stuff, like when you're making those thousand dollar purchases, click through our little link. Cause then we get it. We get a little commission. This is they're doing that. They're allowing us to have this commission thing so that you're supporting the show. That way I don't have to go beg on Patreon grinder. Gr yeah. Well, I, you know, that, that one's paying off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you never know what you can get with that. Um, you know, we haven't gone down this extra route and we're really trying to, um, you know, support ourselves. And so you can support us by supporting the show. Uh, that's where I go to buy my stuff when I bought my stuff, unless I go to Amazon. And I don't know, was our, was our picture today from the show? Uh, you can also support us by going through Amazon. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, you know, like television sets and refrigerators and really expensive stuff. Like we have a link on our site too at, at most of the bottom of the stories that you can do an Amazon thing. And we get a, a little tiny, small percentage of that, much less than the Rocky Mountain percentage, which is really good. So, hey, look, it's in the stream. Mm -hmm. our influencer campaign yeah put it there and then also it is actually in the description of the announcements that we were going live that's good so and in the, in the title yeah hopefully we'll see a big a big uh pop in this. so when you're logan when you're going to buy your new goggles that you're going to teach your girlfriend to prep you mm -hmm. go to that link right there and click and then that's where you get your goggles so um and yeah okay greg did you buy it through our link or did you just like <laughs> so um anyhow uh that's how you can support this show um the information you get here is free and it's worth what you pay for it but if you feel like the information is better than that then maybe you can um help 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 a guy out so okay with that we're gonna move on to the uh onto the show or is this a show? I don't know. <laughs> do I have to fire you again? <laughs> Dude, your dad like had something to say. Like when I like do that, your dad had, we taught him how to be a co-host last yeah. week. The first year, first week was a complete dry run. Like yeah. no coaching at all. And no. I'd, I'd reach, I'd reach off to the side here and he'd, he'd go silent, which is kind of strange for him. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, if you want Jimmy back, we can put him over in the other seat. I did jack around with the microphones and it may not work out right away, but um, I do, I do want to play around with this microphone setup I have because I have some, has some stuff. Hey, Greg, I know that Amazon has everything that you can imagine, even dirt bike parts. I just purchased a pipe off Amazon. I, I couldn't believe it. So, you know, I had Nate's old CRF 230, mm -hmm. the one that was spray painted black on one yep. side. So uh, Nate uh, gifted that bike back to me after he, <laughs> I have no many hour, no idea how hours on that thing, but it's, it's hammered. And so I've been slowly going through the, the, I tried to get you to fix it, but he just, he just like put your tail between your legs and walked away. I, you didn't have to say anything. And I mean, not that you would, but you, when I said, Hey, you want to work on fixing this thing up? It's, have you seen your dog when you just like yeah. bark at it and you're like, no. And it turn it kind of puts its head down and put tail between the legs and walks away. I said, Hey Logan, you want to help me get this bike kind of fixed up? And he that didn't say nothing. Just did the puppy thing where he'd been, he'd been busted. So I wanted to, you know, literally kind of just do some different stuff. And I'm like, I wanted to put a stock exhaust on it. I'm not kidding. I like them quiet, especially since it's going to be a rental bike for the schools, by the way. Where, where, where can you get a school at? Jimmy Lewis off-road training. Mm -hmm. What's the website? JimmyLewisOffRoad.com. Correct. Yeah. Make you a better rider. So anyways, I'm going to use it as a rental bike there because we need more small, lower bikes for our more novice riders. And I ended up like okay stock pipe and they were like 260 bucks used on like ebay i searched around i didn't actually go to see what a new one cost because i was kind of scared <laughs> somehow on amazon something came up and it said exhaust motorcycle exhaust i'm like oh crf 230 mm -hmm. and bang like there's 800 different pipes there they're all kind of the same they're from every alphabet soup it's kind of like helmets there was like the the jcf one and there's an hrf and then there's the the ddr and every company in there it's all kind of the same pipe and i'm like okay so i kind of like scrolled through and i started reading the reviews because i just wanted to see it and and everybody was like going oh this this is this is really good but it didn't fit it's this is really nice but you know yeah and i, I tried to put it on this because it's listed for a couple bikes that i know are different like it says it fits these different bikes. Mm -hmm. Amazon Prime, I can send it back for free. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and gamble on this thing. Yep. So I got I got uh I got that and I bought a set of handguards. Some full-on Cherby's knockoff handguards that were like $17 or something. So I I just said, I'm going to just try this stuff cuz this is how you learn. You, you yep. know, and and trust me, I feel like I'm washing money down the toilet. But I could send it back, I think. So I started mounting the pipe. And I said, I'm going to do a video on this. So we, we, we will very shortly have a video up of, of the install and initial impression of this pipe. But as you can imagine, it looks good when it's laying on the ground. And then you start trying to push it together. And it's like, ah, oh, they didn't really chamfer these things. And yeah, this is a little tight here and a little loose there. But I, I kind of bolted it onto the motorcycle. And of course, none of the holes lined up. And so then I proceeded to pull it back off and kind of do a little grinding on some stuff. Not much grinding, more chamfering some of the edges and put lube on the um, on the junctions and then got that small hammer out and started moving. Got a lot closer. And then I got the breaker bar, the bending bar out and I had to yeah. lever it on one thing and lever the 
I got it on. All the bolts ended up sort of mostly lining up. And then there was a big giant leak out of the header. <laughs> out of the, you know, because it, it had obviously tweaked it. So I had to loosen everything back up and kind of bend things around a little bit more. And I got it all to seal. And it's obnoxious and loud as hell. Yeah. You can only imagine this. It's just a straight through pipe. Oh, and it has a it has like a, what does Pro Circuit call their chamber on the front? It's not a mega bomb. It's not a power bomb. They probably have a name for their thing. It's a Humboldt's chamber. Humboldt's. Helmholtz. 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 Yeah, Bob, come on. Get it right. If you're going to, if you're going to comment over there from the, you got to do it right. Cause you're just going to jack me up. So the Helmholtz. So it has this chamber on it and I, and I literally I was looking as hard as I could, like with flashlights to see if what was actually in it. Did they just slide a tube over and weld it on? Did they weld two tubes to this bubble thing? Does it have what it's supposed to have a well-placed hole at the exact right position? No way. No, no way. Is there any tuning And this whole pipe? It's, it's kind of a, it, and, and I, and the pipe I took off was, a BBR exhaust system that from 2006 when they used to make a lot of parts for this. And the first thing I did is I went back to the BBR website to buy one of those because the cool thing about the BBR, I'm not sure exactly how we did this is you could bolt on the stock end cap on the BBR. I think you had to drill it a little bit, but he got it on. Yeah, you got it on. And then, and then it was really quiet, but it had pretty good, um, pretty good performance. So decent performance. So anyhow, we, so I did, I did, I, anyways, no BBR this is the only thing available. I bought it. It's on there. And so it's a, it's kind of like a copy of the BBR pipe, except the, with the, the shape, cause it's a little bit different than the stock shape, but they put the, the, the chamber on it. And I thought, well, you know, after I lined it up, I thought maybe I could put the BBR header back on. Nope. It, it's at a different angle. It's all different. And the, the muffler, it looked really familiar. And I'm like, what is this? It's the copy of an older pro circuit muffler it's a it's a dead ringer the end cap and stuff except end cap is made of plastic which is probably not the best thing for an exhaust system we will find out because even though and then it was super loud and i didn't really feel like playing jetting and i really don't want it loud so what i did is i went back and found my pro circuit muffler collection which i have a few of and i found the exact you know the same end cap and i found one that had a quiet insert in it and just bolted right in to my Amazon cheapo muffler. So now I have a quiet muffler and it, and it was pretty good. It's still a little bit lean, but it's, it's restrictive enough to where it gives it enough back pressure. So it's running good. It's on there. It's running. It actually made similar. I mean, that bike's not a performance bike. It made kind of the same sort of power. It's just a tad lean, but it's also cold out now. So I think when it warms up, we'll be in a, a little bit better. So, Anyhow, that's my uh, that's my experience with my Amazon muffler. I had, to, I had to bend, I had to bend and tweak on that thing a little bit. So I could see if you don't have a really good set of tools, um, you know, and some equipment to 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 bend things, you'd be in tough s for that. So anyhow, that's uh, so. How are the handguards? I don't know. I bolted them on. We'll find out when it get the bike gets tipped over when. Um, when Matt takes it out on the flat track, I see that's where we're going here. <laughs> yep. So oh, no, it's a two thirty. I'm taking over the logs. Is there a way you can put up on that screen like the 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 feed that we're so we see what we're looking at here as well? Is that does that work? Can you drag that sucker over there without breaking the thing? Um, Mike Franco, thank you very much for supporting our uh, supporting our cause. That's super super awesome. 
That's kind of there. He's going to get it. <laughs> this is how we do things. We test things live uh-huh. on the show. Um, Franken's muffler, Tijuana special. <laughs> Victor, you would have had no problem with this thing, I'm sure. I saw, Victor, did you just post some stuff up of a really sweet CR500 engine build? Like all new stuff? I want him to answer this because if he did, I'm going to have a couple things to say about it. <laughs> so, um, okay. That's the that's the news to report. Oh, were we supposed to talk about my KTM 500? We'll get to that later. Do you have questions? Are you going to read them off of this? I'm going to do yes. it this way. Okay. Let's go with the first one. It's a long one. Oh. Pete Lynch. Oh, wow. That's... Still goes. I am a newish listener to the podcast, but have been going hard on circuit and archiving current and archiving episodes. The scenario. Number one, fried my clutch. Number two, replace clutch pack and did not check rubber dampers. Three, clutch failed again. Four, replaced clutch pack and rubber dampers. Dampers were fried in pieces. So he's he's given us a series of the things that he had happened to his bike. Five. Clutch fine, but bike a little smoky and mild oil seep from oil filter plug in cam chain t- tensioner. Tensioner. Six. Hard stop. Assuming valve steam. Hard stop means the bike hard stopped, like it seized. Valve steam seals are gone. Order piston valves, steam seals, stem, stem, stem seals, cells, yeah. and water pump rebuild kit. Seven, pop the top. Oh boy. Clutch res- residue has gone through the engine breathing system. Debris has solidified in the plastic connector between camshaft and cover de- developed. A hot spot and damaged left intake valve rocker. Left intake cam shaft lobe and left cam shaft cylinder head journal eight this is as far as i've gotten couple complete cylinder head now looking for complete cylinder head now nine worst case scenario worried the clutch debris has made the way to the oil pump plastic gear and it has melted and stopped moving the oil pump his questions are, am I on the right track? Scale of 1 to 10. How likely is this going to be a total engine rebuild? Second less, second, less significant question. On KTM motors, is there a marking on the outside that indicates which piston is on the bike? My bike has a number two stamped on the cylinder. Thanks a lot. P.S. I'm an American living in New Zealand and I'm going to make a year to get parts. Thinking of joining team blue. That's the wrong one. I already filled that one up. Where's that? Give me that. You're supposed to switch the camera while I'm doing this. Yeah. And the camera is switched to you, but not while Logan was reading. I was busy over here pouring some of this stuff. So after a question like that, um, it's time for, you know, like your day is, going this is dos artes um by the way this is really nice it was a gift from my friend um super 
super awesome tequila because everybody wonders what we're always uh, having here. And Matt, I'm going to hold yours hostage because you were really slow with that camera change. I may have it for you, but um, well, I didn't want to move away from uh, from Logan. It was his. It's his time to show. <sighs> it's getting boring. I was almost bored with that question. Well, I ha- you know, I guess I should answer it though, right? You do have to answer it, and you know, I have to keep the camera on you a lot too. So, right, I'm sick of looking at me. Um, but I was yeah. pouring tequila, so that's super hot and sexy. I put that on my grinder account. Mm-hmm. It'll be the drop. Um, <laughs> uh, so that that question that was that was a well orchestrated question. He he. He's oh, doing he's the chat. He's doing all the right things. Oh, awesome. He's in New Zealand. Yeah. So I, I feel for you. I think they're on lockdown and it does take a long time to get parts. But you, you're you on the right path. And I think the lesson learned, because as we like to turn these into learning moments, the lesson learned for everybody is when your clutch goes really bad, that debris stuff in your clutch in a four stroke, in most four strokes, that stuff goes everywhere so whether you're you have a really good oil filter system and it catches all of it and it doesn't do any damage hopefully it doesn't plug the oil filters but usually it plugs the oil filters enough so that the bypass is in the and the bikes open and then the debris stuff gets up into everything so here's when i when i read that and i i looked at it and i'm like okay um, so when you do have a clutch go bad, then check, check everything related to the clutch, like the dampers, especially on the KTM. And a lot of people don't even know they're there because they're so used to having like a spring based basket, not a rubber dampened basket. So on, on most modern KTMs, they have rubber dampers that that's doing the clutch damping and those need to be replaced. I get about 50 to 70 hours out of them. I know some people that get 20 hours out of them. And I know some people that get a hundred hours out of them. So this is, this is something to know that. And it kind of, it seems like the bigger bikes can be harder on the, on the dampers. So working way back up to all of a sudden, he started saying that the valve guide stem seals went bad. I don't know if those two things are related. Um, I think that, I I wouldn't be surprised if the rings <laughs> went bad <laughs> and that's what caused the oil leaking uh or, you know the 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 smoke uh, more than the 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 valve guide seals because man I've had really good luck there was like one or two years where they had a couple little things where the 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 valve guide seals there might have been a bad batch of them somebody raising their hand in the in the in the chat room over there I don't know what year it's like is but wouldn't the debris screens it's not we're not talking about parts we're kind of talking about just debris not like big pieces right. so but it, it, it would clog the, the, screens. the screens yeah the screens could get clogged there's all kinds of stuff like i said that's why i kind of went into like okay where the oil goes it the some of the filters can do a really good job of filtering it but when they get plugged then it passes and you're in trouble i don't really i haven't really met anybody that um and what, what's what was his name again there? Uh, something was Pete it? Lynch. Pete. Yeah, Pete. <laughs> Not picking on you, man. I haven't met anybody who, who can't feel their clutch getting that bad that can also tell when their oil filter is getting plugged. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have known people that can tell when their oil filter is getting plugged. 
and just by the, you know, you hear the sounds you hear, you know, the oil pressure dropping a little things like that. So, okay. So damage is done. I don't know if I would worry too much about valve seals, but you know what I'd be really, 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 really worried about is your crank, your big end of your crank, because the same debris that caused the problems elsewhere has, has, if it got pumped someplace, which it sounds like it did, it went into the center of your crank and that now needs to be rebuilt because even if it's working now, it won't work for very long. And, and I'm, and I'm not sure what caused your hard stop. Cause he didn't really say what caused the stop when he pulled it apart. I know he said there was some cam damage and, and stuff like this. So Bob raised his hand. He thinks he knows what caused the stop. No, it's, it's a classic run out of oil because maybe the clutch bits clogged the screen. Yeah, I, I like I said, I don't. I want to know which part caused the stop. Was it the big end bearing? No, him. He stopped just to check. He said hard stop. It's oh he said oh he's uh, he's motor did not stop. I stopped, I stopped and, and investigated. investigated. Oh okay, so you saved uh, super catastrophic. Uh, oh, Pete Lanchero. I'm Pete. Okay, I had to clarify who he was. I didn't. I looked at the main name, not the little name. So, oh, it's a Husaberg too. That's a Husky. That's a Husky. Uh, Fe's Husky. Yeah. I thought Fe was Husaberg. I think it was both for a little bit. Uh, yeah, for that well, one year. But well, KTM had KTM made. It, he's he's using it's a KTM motor. Mm. So anyhow. Um, it's it's a total rebuild. It's a rebuild everything and anything where oil lubricates. I would also take a look inside of your oil pumps to make sure that the that the especially the sides of the casings where the oil pumps go isn't isn't kind of galled out too much because that can lead to lower oil pressure. Um, it's a it's a full on you're going to need to do everything and then like, you know, check the cam journals and all the different things. I I kind of know how you feel because I, I had a bike that was making a ticky noise and um, it was it was kind of like it wasn't that bad of a ticky noise, but it was getting and we knew it was bad. And I told the guy that when it when it got kind of ba really bad, I told the guy that was riding it. He needed to go straight back to the truck, but he took the alternate route. You know what I'm talking about, Matt? Yeah, well, I it. The, the straight route, the alternate route looked like the straight route. Right. So anyways, when he was getting lost on my bike, the ticket, he made it about 200 yards from the truck and then it went kaboom. So he, he didn't do a hard stop. So hard stop meant he hard stopped the bike where Matt hard stopped it out of its own control here. That's what my team did too. You're going to need to, uh, you're going to need to have some of this now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need a drink to forget. <laughs> so, no, don't do that. <laughs> this is to celebrate that I just picked on you and you smiled. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, anyhow. Um, yeah. Full, full rebuild dude. Um, check everything. It, it's, it's just one of those things where you really have to decide how much is it really worth. And I don't know what prices are on bikes and use, you know, stuff like that. Cause this is, I mean, my, my 500 is going to cost me a couple thousand dollars to get it back together to brand new. And it's like, God, you go, is it worth it? And I'm like, yes, it's worth it. Because when I put it back to brand new and I know my chassis is still in good shape and all the other stuff, it's going to be easily worth it. If I put it back together and just tried to sell it for what it's worth, then it wouldn't be worth it at that point. I'd probably be better off kind of selling it to someone else who wants to do what I'm doing to it. So this is, we get into the used bike market, which um, it kind of just depends on the, on the thing. So uh, yeah, the Kiwi guy needs to do a real flush. <laughs> so, 
Um, okay. Um, got another one. Actually, let's grab, grab the one in the chat room. Flynn Finn 825 says, are trials bikes absolutely necessary to make you a better rider? No, not at all. Um, you can practice trials type skills on your dirt bike and become a much better rider. It's not the bike that does it. It's the, it's the training. And so in the rider trains, the trials bike will teach you a little bit more about what you're doing, mostly because it's lighter and what you do influences what the bike does. This is why when we teach at our schools, we tell people, Hey, I know you want only, only want to ride adventure bikes, but you're going to learn a lot more on the smaller bike because it actually responds to you doing something where you do something on an adventure bike. And it says, Oh, well, maybe the trials bike, if you lean a little bit, it goes, it it's very responsive. So it's not the bike that matters. It's more of the trials skills that help. And if you spend time, you know, working on those skills, you may find that you want a trials bike so that you can see how much the bike really responds, but it's not necessarily uh, the bike. And were, was I able to test out the red moto bikes? You don't know. No, I wasn't because um, my buddy uh, came and went and uh, I, I actually sent him an email say, Hey, were you going to ever swing by? Cause it was you know supposed to be sometime in this time of January. And he said he had uh, an issue and he had to go back home. So I am Matt Stavish. I did not get to try the bikes, but um yeah, maybe one of these days. So I can't, I wanted to, I was excited. I had, I had a really good loop set up. So we are not doing that at the moment. Next question, Logan. Do you want a chat or a, let's do the one chat question. Oh, the chat question. Yeah. Just okay. to get it out of the way. Eric Garrett, Jimmy, do you feel the need to install the idle screw mod on your two TPI two stroke? No. Why would uh, what my bike, my two stroke doesn't do anything wrong. I don't want to change anything. It's running awesome. So that's it. There's no. a, another question kind of towards that. Would you consider the injector relocation block on your TPI to inject fuel at the revalve like a TBI? No. <laughs> I don't feel the need for this. Um, for the way I'm using that bike as an off-road bike, as a trail bike, I love the smooth power. And... I haven't played around enough with that. I've ridden some clients bikes that had this installed and I said, Oh, so you had that done. I, I like, I like ride it and I can kind of see where they're going, but it's like almost everything I've ridden with an ECU mapping. It's not as good as stock. It's not as rideable as stock, but usually I don't care because they bought it so they can turn the throttle and they can feel the wheel spin. And um, so I, I don't have enough experience. I I definitely like to try it and test it, especially if I wanted to get the to get more like snap, like more motocross style power. I think that I don't know. I I'd have to try a bunch of different things before I know, because I just, you know, until you test something, you just don't know. I don't I don't know exactly why the the, the port injection can't deliver the same kind of performance that a reed block injection or a carburetor can't deliver. You know, I, I don't know what the the limiting factor on that is. I'm not a hundred percent sure. So um, it would take some testing, some real 
testing to find out and i haven't had the the luxury or the time to do that so okay go back to the sheet of questions i think i know the answer to this but oh, good you're answering it then i'll read okay it. okay so the question is 2019 exc 350 racing riding impression michael clark says what tires did you switch to I don't know of the time of the video, but as of now, they're equilibrium, Kenda equilibrium rear with Kenda Parker DT's front. So on that bike, because that bike came with the TKC 80s on it, which are frankly, they're really good if you're going to ride on the street for a knobby. <laughs> um, I went to Parker front and rear on that particular bike, on that test bike. Okay. I put, ah, you know what? I have to take that back. So that's in 2019. I may have put on, I don't know. You'd have to, you'd have to, um, I'm sure I said it in the video or the test. I would assume. At, at least in the written test. So if you go to, if you go to dirtbiketest.com and search that bike, there's a written test of it. I know there I would have said it. Maybe I said switch to a, a, a knobby. Um, if, if it was me, my personal choice would be the Parker front and rear. If I was doing more like kind of faster desert riding, actually in, in the, the, but yeah, I'm gonna take this back. So I would put the equilibrium on the back if I was doing more technical riding. And and I'm not afraid to put the equilibrium on the back when I'm doing the faster desert stuff. It's just it it doesn't work as good there. But I, I'm not afraid of running the equilibrium all the time like I do on a lot of my bikes. Uh, but if I'm doing more slow like trials, technical, extreme enduro stuff, I will go with the equilibrium over the Parker DT on the rear. And always run in the hard direction. I always like to, I always like to say that. So even though I said it one time <laughs> backwards, uh, yeah. Wrong. So okay, KTM is supposed to add the read block injection, the TBI, to the SX and the XC in twenty twenty three. I have heard this too, um, but haven't seen it yet. So what's our what's our next one on the chain lube video? Bark no. Barkeep 25 diesel in a spray bottle for cleaning followed by WD 40 most economical for me and seems to work great. I like them pretty dry and shiny went for expensive can chain cleaner to kerosene to diesel and I won't go back just my two cents. Another tip don't leave one of your wheel spacers laying on the floor during tire change with a teething puppy running around because <laughs> you'll never find that thing again and you'll be stuck at home commenting on youtube videos on your only day off this week instead of riding where's the more you know sound matt it's not a drop don't you have it ready no use the other one you want the other one yeah the one yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, if we don't have the more, you know, we have that. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. I hold on. Actually, I don't know if they heard, that, heard it on there. It, it, we, I heard it. Oh, no. I don't know if they're hearing Bro, it. They, oh, boy. Wrecked the whole show. <laughs> yeah. Thought we had it. Don't break the show because of that. We'll get to that later. We'll save that joke for next week. <laughs> We're not really sure. Um, now, my sound just went out for a second. Is that okay? Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. we're good. So the diesel in a spray bottle for cleaning. So I I never really clean my chains that often. 
and you know, it seems like they sort of out here, they sort of self clean to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Um, but I don't put gobs of, of lube and stuff on them. So I, and, and, and this, this was in response to a little thing we went on last week about, um, you know, cleaning the chains or, or lubing the chains. Like what is, I think the question was, what is the best chain lube? And so we have a little nugget up on, on the Facebooks and it's getting a lot of views. And so cleaning the chain, I mean, they they make some specialized chain cleaners. Yeah. There's probably, I, I think the diesel would work pretty good. I've never tried that. Anybody here tried putting diesel on stuff to clean it? No. Yeah. It's kind of a little bit of a solvent. Yeah. Chris reels in the room. He would, uh, he'd probably have an answer to this. Yeah. So my uh, sound keeps dropping out, Matt. Is that something on my end or yours? Yeah, uh, your end. I'm, sure. not, I'm not picking anything up on that. Got it. It's my end. Are yours cutting out too? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just me. I have a bunch of junk. Uh, Aaron in the chat is uh, saying diesel works okay. Okay. So yeah, I I, I haven't. I don't. Th- I think basically the reason I haven't had to clean my chains is I don't over lube the chains. And if you're cleaning the chain, generally it's like people are cleaning the outside of the chain. You know, because they think that's they they want it to look good. I I would suspect that'd be one thing. I see bike guys cleaning their chains a lot, like bicycle guys, like mountain bike guys. They have these little tools and they have chain they have chain cleaner and special tools and stuff. But the the stuff the dirt on the outside isn't going to do any harm uh, other than for looks. But and most of the time that the sprockets will kind of keep the inside relatively clean, so not not too much of an issue on uh, on my thing. But um, so. Did you have to f- stay home to follow your dog around to get your wheel spacer back? <laughs> That's what I'm really concerned about there. <laughs> I mean, like you can just buy another wheel spacer, but I don't know. I wonder if somebody would eat a wheel spacer. My cat. Uh, she, only if there was a pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> if, it, if it was on, if it had legs, she'd eat it if it had yeah, legs. Yeah. So, okay. Next oh, one. Oh. People using diesel. Yeah. And then uh, kerosene. Hey, Chris Real cleans chains with diesel. So there we go. Chris, why do you clean your chain? This is a, this is a question that I have. What, and yeah, why would you, what would be the, if a chain is not over lubed, why would you need to clean the chain? Just so other than, so it looks pretty, we understand this. So, okay, Logan, what's, what is, what does Steve Thompson want to know here? On TTT number 53, the, explanation on the handlebars and the pivot pegs really helped me understand why I'm having issues on my CRF 450L. I'm 6'3 and I have my bars a little too far forward. Yeah. And you have pivot pegs on. (laughs) So, which means your, your, your platform where you're standing is kind of unstable. And so I have found that when you're, when you're trying to stand up, and you're standing up on something that wobbles, it's not as easy to stand up if the thing you're standing up on doesn't wobble. But I can see, especially for like a lot of sit down riders that like to have their feet move and they want to, they want to be able to reach their brake pedal and stuff like this. I can see where a, a pivoting peg could use some, and you can tighten them up so they don't move so much, but I, I'm not a, I'm absolutely not a fan. But when you start thinking about your ergonomics and stuff, it's uh yeah, uh, glad we could uh, help out. Um, so if you're looking for an explanation of ergonomics, uh, go to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday number 53. You can find all of our old episodes on the podcasts, on the YouTubes. 
they're on Facebook someplace. They're all over the place. So when you get bored of this one and you really want to learn something, go listen to one of the old ones because these are getting horrible now. <laughs> so uh, Chris Real explains, I use four lubes per chain every 10 links. That way I can test four lube formulations at once using the exact same drive cycle. Whoa. Okay. Do you paint the chain so you know which lube went on which section? And how do you keep track of this? Because now I'm confused because it sounds like something I'd like to try to do to, to cut my, you know, testing time down. I but would assume he goes from the master link 10, 10, 10, 10 and right. So he's using the master link one, as, two, the, as the as the divider. OK, that makes that makes sense. So, OK, what's uh? What's next on the agenda? I'd see John, Joe, John Jackson is saying, did you see that Mugen, which is Honda, Honda company, is going electric off-road motorcycle racing by entering the new FIME Explorer World Cup later this year? Yeah, I uh, did see that. Um, I, I know some of the people involved in that uh, particular thing, and I'm, uh, I'm very interested in it. Um, I think it's I, I think that will drive development for sure. That's going to, um, you know, having some sort of a competition, although it's really hasn't been announced exactly what it's going to be. But Eric Peronard is uh, somehow involved and in charge with it. And that guy is anything he touches kind of turns to gold. It's really sharp. So maybe um, maybe that will be the answer to the electric bike thing. But. Uh, th th these companies need a place to go and develop and, and kind of see what everybody else is up to. Cause everybody's, you know, they're flashing things in front of you, but until we're actually riding some of them, it'll be interesting to see. So I saw Logan trying to creep into the picture there. Oh, he did. No, yeah. I was trying to read the question. Oh, you're trying it, to read the question. It, and then it looks like it awkwardly to, just get, went straight into the he, picture. He, he gave us a great screenshot to use later. Oh, <laughs> that's what he gave us because he, he had this concentration face on. Yeah. Uh -huh. Good. Um, still going to these questions up here. Yeah, we're out of on the sheet. OK. I think we're caught up on the. Let's see. RP asks, do you run speed bleeders on your forks? Yes. What is your opinion on speed bleeders? I love them when they're on my motorcycle and I hate them when my forks are off my motorcycle because inadvertently I'll turn my forks upside down and set them down without realizing they're on there. And then it spits oil out of the floor. Um, I've yet to be dumb enough to store them with the bleeders on upside down, but I have, you know, made a few, few little messes, but I'm really picky about um, the air pressure inside of forks, especially when there's too much buildup and the forks get a little bit harsh. Cause I, I feel that in my front tire. So I like to be able to bleed it. And then I've also noticed on certain bikes that running sometimes a little bit of a negative pressure in them can really help uh, some of the harshness on the uh, on the forks. So, uh, yes, big fan because it's so much easier than having to unscrew a Torx bit or a flat bladed screwdriver. Or, and when that little screw falls out and you're trying to fumble, fumble fart with it. Yeah. Pain in the ass. So, yes, big fan. We should put a link through our Rocky mountain thing to some, um, bleed fork bleeders. Yeah. Yeah. So we should do that. Yeah. I should start making notes on the things we need to put in the notes thing here. So the show notes, we're yeah. actually going to put notes on the show notes. I'm going <laughs> to put notes on my notes. Cause so I remember what I was going to talk about. So Logan, right. take, take it away. Ask a question. 
Uh, I had one. Oh, you did? Oh, what's TPI? What's it stand for? It stands for twin port injection. Transfer, or, no, sorry. Transfer port injection. Okay. Transfer port injection. TBI. Um, I, I thought I, for a second there, I was thinking it meant reblock injection. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've never heard the term TBI yet. Okay. I, that's the first time I've actually seen it. I'd have to do some, uh, some check on that. Uh, so, okay. What do you, do you have other questions over there? You got some other um, stuff? Matt keeps flipping that thing up and down. It's pretty hard to hard. It's hard for you to see too. What? The <laughs> like this. It's all of a sudden we we did yeah. it to get my head. And down then now I've got it. the the main camera about fifty fifty on on the chats. So Todd Kelly quit lubing. Oh, so you can't see? No. Oh, oh that's that's horrible. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll go back to doing it how we used to. Then I thought it was going to be saving time here, but why don't just, you switch the, the screens? Put them on the other side. Then I think you'll be blind. Huh? No, I can see it. Yeah, how's okay. that? There we go. We'll fix things right live on the show. How come that's such a delay on that thing? Uh, that's just how it's always been. Mm -hmm. And and it's the same as the one over here because that one seems like no. it's live and that seems like a delay. Well, yes. this is yeah, no, th this is real time. Yeah. Okay, and that is streaming out. The, the, there is a few second delay. Mm -hmm. Okay, now I got it. Yeah. Todd Kelly quit lubing O-ring chains years ago, and my life has been much better without globs of junk coating everything. Wash the bike, add a good coating of WD-40, blast it with compressed air, and spin it dry. What do you think? Um, I've tried this once, except for I didn't add the WD-40. And I know the chain became super loose. I don't know if it was an O-ring chain or not, but... Does the WD-40 dry out the O-rings? Uh, I've heard, I've heard different things. I don't know. I'm not a chemist. Ask Chris. <laughs> I, I, I've put all different kinds of like, you know, when, when you don't, sometimes when you don't, especially depends on where you rode, sometimes the chain just rusts and corrodes and depends mm -hmm. on where you're at. If you don't put any sort of a, of a, you know, some sort of a protect protectant on it. Um, but just put the lube on when you're done riding, just lube it real quick when you're done riding and that'll solve all the problems. That's my, that's my go-to. <laughs> On and that. then you always lube before washing, mm -hmm. which is usually right when the bikes get done, because I usually wash them right after they're done riding right. for the most part. And then if, if it's just if it's just dirty, I'm going to go ride again and it's dirty mm -hmm. and it's the chain's not moist or there's no reason to do it. Then probably, especially with an O-ring chain, I'm not going to I probably won't touch it. But if it if I know it's especially when the chains start getting older and I just I pay attention to the chain, then I'll. I'll lube it at the end of the ride. I just kind of the chain lube is near where the bike's parked. I just kick it up on the side stand, spin the wheel and throw a little bit of lube on it and call it good. And then I don't, don't worry about it. So that is good tequila, by the way. Actually, it's okay. I'm oh, not the biggest fan of it. I like this one. So comes recommended for me and Matt doesn't know what he's talking about, but he had, he was nearly dead with some crazy disease that evidently you lose both your mind because he's got, he's got COVID fog mm -hmm. and, and your taste. So there's, that's what happened. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Finn eight two five says, "Are ultra ultra heavy duty tubes unnecessary when you run for thirteen to fourteen psi?" Ultra heavy duty tubes, the big, really thick ones, I have found, um, don't offer anything other than extra weight. I have I have not noticed a difference. Actually, I've pinched more of the super fat tubes than I have the the mid the normal heavy duty tubes. And 
almost as many as the the light you know light tubes and i'm talking about pinching them not with the tire irons pinching them from smashing the um smashing the uh you know the rim smashing the tire onto the onto the rim or just pinching the tube from just an incredible impact i saw the other post up there that somebody had asked about um the they said that the 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 tubeless tubeless system uh, the new tech tubeless system, which is these small inner tubes that turn your tire into essentially a tubeless tire are finicky. And this can be the case. They, they, they're, they're finicky and, and they got a really bad reputation in the beginning because they didn't seal up that good. They came out with a generation two tire and, or system, and it got, it got much better. And now it's, um, now they're, they're good. Um, I think for trail riding, if you want to run really low pressures, I think that's a, that's a good thing. Is he sending you the questions back the old school way now? You get uh, them on your phone? The new school way, but... New school way. Old way. The old way, not the new way that we get to watch them right here. It's the mid school way. Mid yeah. school way. It's back to the future. Yep. Um, Pete Lynch on KTM Motors, is there a marking on the outside that indicates which piston is in the bike my bike has a number two stamped on the cylinder i, I on the ktms uh you know it's funny i was looking at this the other day i know they have they have different pistons they have a piston that's an a and a b i think or maybe i was looking at a, a website of aftermarket pistons i don't know that ktm does this like some of the uh other manufacturers I'm not 100% sure, but you can look on the you can look on the parts fish and it'll tell you it'll tell you if there's different uh, different pistons and or cylinders. But I doubt that you're getting a new cylinder, bro. Pete, you're <laughs> you, you need to have that thing replated or you're getting a new cylinder. I would not put I would not put it back in there. How did the how did the skirt of the piston look? I actually, you know, let's let's just I we're going to have to you know, I'm always looking for better ratings on this show, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay. I just want you to know this. This is why. This is why. This is why I go do so hard. So run the camera over here on me. It's on this you. is a. This is a. It's can, on you. Can you can you guess what this piston is is out of? Can you guess? Five hundred exe. No. No. Husaberg. You want to touch it, don't you? <laughs> this is this is a Husaberg five seventy piston. I was I was up in my up in my rafters there, and. uh so, so when you, when you look at this piston here, when you can start, you can start seeing it, you see that skirt that's, that's polished. And this, this one had a lot of time on it, but you can still see some of the coating and the original hash marks. When Pete, when you're looking at your piston there, and I'm doing my best I can to show it to the camera and give you an idea um, where you can see it. And, you know, this is the other side here, you know, I'm showing you a piston that has, you know, kind of a here, here, looking one touch. It's a that it's amazing thing. So I'm showing a piston that has that has normal wear on the on the skirts on the side of the piston. That's where you're going to look and see um, how worn out your piston is. Then you can kind of look at your cylinder. There's ways to measure it. The manual does an incredible job of telling you how to measure all of this stuff. But when you just if just for you know you're pulling something out and you want to know what it is. You, you pull it out and, and then you, you look at the skirts and that'll kind of give you a real quick indication of how your piston is, is doing. It's amazing how much power something like that can make, huh, Logan? Yeah. Yeah. 
That thing's nice. Is it just it makes you feel the power? Is it still roosting even though it's out of the bike? Look, he can't even let go of the thing. He's just over there mesmerized by it. Well, yeah, he might he might uh, break the table if he drops it. No, it, it 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 probably has a certain amount of radiation, and I don't know. It's pretty good. But I, I had another experience today. Uh, another interesting experience today. So, um, well, first, I, I you know since we're always going for ratings here, I really should have done this at the beginning of the show. Do you do you have that? Uh, do you know how? I always look in like I've tried everything on this show. We've tried to open boxes that didn't work and mm-hmm. get the ratings. You know, it's really up to you guys. You got to get all your friends watching. In fact, you should bring your friends on now because they're going to feel a little bit more comfortable with this this segment because I did the opening box. We had my cat on the show like cats. I heard cat videos are just awesome. That didn't. giving away stuff. Yeah, we gave away stuff. Still- Got more uh, toys, yeah, toys, all, all the things that do it. We try drinking on the show, mm-hmm. you know, except you can't. Um, and Rooster then Rindo. we, yeah, we did Rooster Endo works. That's yeah. good. But I, I've noticed there's a big trend towards like ambient music that puts you to sleep. And since Bob has been kind of feisty over there and stuff, I thought maybe we would try this because I saw these things, these videos like music to sleep to. They give you like, like hundreds of thousands of views so if we put this on the show maybe that's the that's the key because i obviously me talking isn't doing it good advice for motorcycles elevator music that's better than that are you ready to run this for a second i'm getting kind of thirsty uh i totally forgot to set this up so i just uh did this now so we're gonna see if if this works or not (sighs) (laughs) Uh, tbi throttle body injection thank Mm -hmm. you david kessler i like your last name by the way so matt (laughs) let it let it rip see if anything comes out rating slogan <laughs> there we go well we'll see how that works um, oh, we just lost four followers no four viewers because they all fell asleep uh, they didn't fall asleep so, the, the, the hold it see this is my take this is how i was going to get that to work because right about now is the time to show everybody gets super bored and they're like you guys are just so full of it they're like uh, they're they're actually kind of falling asleep so i was hoping that was going to get them to completely nod off in front of their computer while it's still playing and we still get the views yeah, I see. just got a text message that said it's not sending. It's not, not sending. sending it. Was that from your dad sitting over there? Because I don't think he got to hear it. No, the one of the it was so toy quiet. Sponsors. It was so quiet. One of the toy sponsors. Yeah, Jenny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it was so quiet that it, nobody heard it. So Matt, see, Matt was supposed to have this. You got to push the other button. Push the other button that we get to. <laughs> I don't know if this button's working now either. Oh, ah! I can hear that. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Anyways, um, so this is this is. I think. See, I was going to actually, you know, after doing that, I was going to have a moment of silence because uh, I got something today in in my box, and I'll, I'll I'll show you this. So I'm I'm holding this up right now and putting it in front of the camera. This is my my gasket that I just got from. Uh, the company and it it notice the packaging is new you notice this mm-hmm. do you remember getting gaskets and stuff in the old days what they used to look like the old days like you know that for you that's like a year or two ago <laughs> no 
I so, remember I'll, Saran wrap yeah, like that. I'll show you. I'll show you. I'll show you the. I'll show you the box. Yeah, look at this. It says there was no gas. Gas. There was Husaberg. This is when. This is when stuff was better. Like <laughs> this. This part, no matter what it is, is much better than this part, whatever it is. I'm just. I'm just saying. This is. This is. A, this is the way the boxes. It says Husaberg on it. So. I think what has happened is KTM, they don't want to say anything. They've slowly killed off Husaberg. Doesn't exist anymore. It used to be on all the parts packaging. And so so we're gonna have we're gonna have a moment of silence for, for Husaberg. You wanna you wanna hold and cradle this, you wanna cradle that piston while we do this? So I would the box, the old packaging that had if it comes in what just happened <laughs> oh that wasn't on purpose that wasn't on purpose oh now that was that was fitting it was it, some nice sound music for the yeah i'm getting the whole thing uh yeah so yeah quick quick moment of silence i'm gonna actually i'm gonna i'm gonna drop one down my throat for my lost brand You okay, can so talk. This is want. a podcast. You're supposed to be talking. Oh, um, so, so all I, I see I is a $130 tag on that one. And I don't see a tag on this, but it's a singular gasket. So my guess is under $20. So prices might have gone down since Husaberg's been. Around. Oh, no, they haven't gone down. No, it's just, it's just, it's just brand labeling. This is, it's a different part. Yeah. Well, it's a totally different no, yeah. part, but yeah. Actually, what part is this, Logan? Please tell 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 the fans at home what part that is. I would guess it goes on the brake side. It has a sticker on it. Read it. Oh, <laughs> oh, the Zenduske. No, no, that's what it is. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, that isn't just a bunch of letters that they compiled together to to take up space. That is what that is called. Oh boy, I think the description of it goes on the brake side is better well i'll promise you that, that that it goes on the brake side isn't that a stator cover yeah yeah no it goes okay. on it goes. but I, I guarantee you what this word means is it's it says this is the gasket that covers the side of the engine that's on the same side as the shifter and you're having a hard time saying this word because it's made out of metal and plastic and comes in a really horrible package so read, <laughs> read that read that here i'm going to hold it up to the camera again so somebody can see it if they're looking yeah. so you can see so you can see what the word is now yeah. say the word logan is that just a part number zen no no, <laughs> no the part number is above it oh, okay zendung s dickel deck l deutsch tongue Say it all in one. You sound like you sound like you're now. You now you've done it for the forensics or the the fanatics saying of it. Zundung s deck l deich tongue. You're you're walking into a bar in Austria, and if this was a beer, you'd know how to say this. You'd say, you'd say, zungden zendeckling dickshing tongue. Because that's exactly what it is. So you sure it's not a. Do you want to try? Beer is on. Oh, here, you, yeah, you, you, yeah. Their their word for beer is the same number of letters. It has an I in it. Yeah. Well, looking at it, I think it. I think it translates to. It might be time for an ad break. Oh, that's it. <laughs> it might be time for an ad break. Yeah. I got. I got a whole bunch. Well, it is time for an ad break. Yeah. Okay. Let's go ahead and do that, and then we'll we'll work on our spelling and come back with the 
Rooster Endo brought to you by Taco Moto Co. Where if we like your bike the best, we're going to give you a $100 gift certificate for tacomoto.co. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and after aftermarket parts where we can sometimes for life we test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively we're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer and if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade then we don't offer it on the store everything that we carry is something that we have personally used tested and ridden and raced and nose meets uh, the high taco touch demanding standard go out and get some adventure one uh, just in time logan try not to break the set yeah <laughs> welcome back to the show if you uh how many people do we lose during the commercial break because i i was i heard that's when you lose all your people six six that's it uh 12 yeah oh. that's okay they'll come back yeah. they they probably they they probably went to their other favorite website and was watching some other show some guy probably talking about like how to work on a motorcycle or something like that I, I mean, I heard that Tuesday night's like hot property for those kind of shows right now, mm -hmm. but they do not have, unless they're copying us, they do not have Rooster Endo. This is a Tech Talk Taco Tuesday exclusive. I'm really stoked and I'm still kind of frankly surprised that a lot of you actually send your bikes in to <laughs> us <laughs> to, to ask, ask me what I think. And if your bike endos, maybe you should consider getting yourself on a Yamaha four-stroke motorcycle. You know, we have a separate read for the Yamaha four-strokes motorcycles. You want to know why? Logan, do you want to know why? Why? Because they have, they come with the power tuner app. Yes. That's the most awesome thing about the Yamaha four-strokes because you can really tune it to do almost anything you want. And I know they talk about like race inspired graphics with monster energy stuff. Mm -hmm. And you can go to Yamaha motorsports.com and you can bring the four stroke engine relocated, everything, all the other stuff, power tuner app. That's, that's where it's at, buddy. You don't have to read the whole thing. I almost just did it for you, but where do you go? Yamaha motorsports.com to where are you going to enter victory zone? Right. You're supposed to have this memorized. <laughs> yeah. I found some handwritten notes uh, on the table. Yeah, we found, yeah, your notes from the way you're going to read it last time. But I think that was uh, it, only two strokes. Jimmy, do me a favor. Pull that end of the board back. Pull it back. Yep. Right. Okay. Don't want to break anything here. Yeah. Can we see everything? We good? Uh, we can see enough. Most, most of it. Okay. Yeah. If you, if you can bring it back, maybe another inch or two. Right. As long you're trying to just get me to knock my tequila and stuff <laughs> off the thing here. Yep. Logan, this this box. You know you know what else is cool about this this box here is has some other. You want to? I know how much you liked holding Husaberg parts. Husaberg parts here. You want to hold a Husaberg main bearing? Look at that, Logan. That's a sweet main Looks bearing. Looks old. 
Well, it's got a lot of stuff on it. They haven't changed. Bane bearings have not changed. How about a Husaberg cam chain? Would you like that? Letting letting Logan hold the Husaberg cam chain here. Yeah. And a and a oil pump gear. How about that? Yeah. Oh, that is that must be plastic. It's plastic. Okay. It's amazing that they could put a plastic gear in a motorcycle that makes that much power. Hey, remember how we talked about like um uh, electric water pumps and stuff? Yeah. You weren't even on that show, were you? You were, you were, you were, you were, you were host, or you were um, producing it, or screwing it up, or whatever we call it over there. Screwing whatever Matt it. does over there, yeah. So this, we talked about the drag on the gears, right? And and I know the oil pump puts way more drag on than the water pump, and they make the damn gears out of plastic, people. So it's it's really not that much drag, and the water pump is even less. So. Bob is choking over there. Didn't that music, the music didn't work for Bob. Can we put it on a speaker and play it out the front? Okay, next. Question, Bob? Well, I, I was talking to Ray about that. Yes. He felt that it was done to keep a consistent cylinder. Consistent cylinder head temperature. I right. And I promise you, it's it's hooked up to the ECU and it's taking temperature readings and it's varying. I this is the this is the direction. Were you here, or did you miss that show? No, and he also said that they, they have the pumps you, because they're dealing with smog in Europe. Yeah, all different kinds of things. And so, do you do you also know that you know when you're trolling the internet, you can go look on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday Nuggets on YouTube. And then you don't have to listen to all this crap. You can just go straight to me talking about that. So you, if you missed it, you can review what I said. And and if it was wrong, then you can point it out in that particular video. And then we'll 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 address it on the uh, we'll address it on the next episode of this particular show. So Logan's pretty happy playing with those parts. You know, the another thing. Uh, go ahead. Let's start with the rooster endo. Let's go with bike number one. You got to give the kids something to do because this show is so boring. <laughs> What? What's the name? Chad Bogard. Chad Bogard. Whoa, look at this thing. Bogard. Bogard. I guess. Um, 2019 KTM 500. Trail Jammer Guards, Vortex ECU, Takamoto D-Smog Kit, Sick-Ass Lights and Switch, XC Gear, Mako 360, ODI bars and grips, FMF TI exhaust, tubeless rear wheel, nitro moose in front, a Cherby's frame guard, a twin air power flow kit, molecule motorsports, kit, skid plate, tusk foot pegs, tusk radiator guards, bulletproof design guards, seat concepts. He said just bulletproof design guards. Yeah. That's all he said. Yeah. He's it's, trying to keep a secret from us. Like when I when I looked at this bike, first thing I looked at this bike, oh, it looks pretty cool. You know, he's he's got he's done his own kind of gra graphics, his like different graphics scheme. Like I thought it was a new bike. I literally mistaked it for some of the new ones. I know they have a little bit more blue in them and stuff. And then I started hearing all the stuff he'd done to it, and I'm like, going, oh, that's not that's not one of uh that's not one of our sponsors. That's not one I so I was, I'm getting ready to throw it under the bus. I mean, it was like ready to do a big skid. And then I was waiting for it the whole time. Do you, do you see what I'm seeing? The front brake rotor? Front brake rotor discard. Yep. That puts so much weight on the front end of this bike. It, it endos. That's it. Yeah. It's a little endo right there. Endo-y. Endo-ish. Oh, that's super endo. Jerry yeah. Gaddis. Right. 
2022. Don't, don't, don't try to leave it out thinking you're going to fake us out. I just dropped a pin, Logan. Like, K- give me something else to stab myself with. KTM, <laughs> EXCF motor, and the only stock item. Takamoto'd out. Pipe and ECU needed after warranty expires. Wait a minute. Is this this guy's second submission? This is the this is the shark bike again. We've seen this. We've seen these graphics. Yeah. Is it a different guy? I think it's a different guy. What's his name again? Jeremy Gaddis. Doesn't sound. I don't know. I the name sounds familiar, but I don't know. Yeah, huh? Have we seen this? Is he in the is he in the chat room? You're gonna have to defend yourself. I like the gra- I remember. I really like the graphics on this thing. Well, I remember we've seen a couple bikes with these uh, like the Spitfire esque graphics. Yeah, it looks like it looks like crazy dinosaur mouth graphics. I thought, so, I thought they're supposed to be more like a shark. Okay, yeah. so I wasn't paying attention. I was trying to stab myself with it. So one more. The list is really short. What are we What are we looking at here? 2022 KTM all stock, right? Taco motored out. Pipe and ECU needed after warranty expires. Taco motored out. So he's got everything on it except for the pipe and ECU. It's probably a pretty smart move to leave it that way. Uh-oh. I'm looking through the the, the, the front wheel again. I'm seeing a front disc guard. Oh, baby. Are these things contagious? <laughs> I think is it is it kind of is it kind of like COVID and they just everybody's got these front discards? I want somebody. Okay. He has submitted this bike before. Oh, he has long time ago. Yeah. He's a double dipper, double dipper. We just caught this. Uh Oh, this is, that's a, that's a double. And not, did he have the front discard on it last time? No. And he's got a tank. He's got a new tank on it. He did. See, he's he's done some new things to it. Okay. So that, that's, that's understandable. And, 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 but I, I, I'm telling you this front discard thing is contagious and nothing against the companies that are making these things. I want you to send me pictures of your, send me pictures of your dented up front discard, like with dings in it, like the rear one. Like when you have a rear discard that has dings and dents in it, like they do, I, I get this. But if you're dinging your front discard, unless it's eye candy in it, in, uh, which it may be, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. there. <laughs> well, it's unsprung weight too. It's it's. I don't know. It's. I guess it's just. I have. I guess I'm just being picky about it. This next guy can't show you his tinted up discard. Oh, he can't. Disc because. Oh, 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 look at that. Yeah, yeah. That's. I like this bike. <laughs> Dana Demetrius. Yep. 79YZ250. IT skid plate, Renthal bars, Bark Busters, DG, Pipe Silencer. Kenda Millville tires, no discards. Used for Nitra Vintage hair scrambles. No Moto X. I'm too old to go fast anymore. I think the bike's too old to go. Moto no, those bikes but. would go fast. I, what is it? What year is it? 250? Yeah, 250. 79. I know I've ridden a bike similar to that one. I know. I heard and it, it was, doesn't stop that fast. I heard, I heard that you rode one that was really nice that had never been crashed and you yeah, fixed that. Yeah. I cartwheeled it. Cartwheeled it. Yeah. Brand new. You, you should, you should probably get this guy's email address and contact him and find out how he keeps it running. Cause I hear that's a hard thing, right? 
Keep them running? Yeah. The 79 was better. See, oh, 79 was better. They fixed some things. Yeah. They got a lot better over here. Yeah. So this thing roosts. Like, it's it's doing a roost right there in the photo. I like the picture. I like the action. I, I, I guarantee you if he had the ability to mount a disc guard on there, even though he didn't have a disc, he may have, may have done it. But since it's not on there, um, hey, is this... This is Greg. He's been commenting all night. Yeah, you know, yes. he must know his bike's going in here. Oh yeah, yeah. I like a participatory viewer. I, I think that's I think that's awesome. I don't know if I would actually have the patience to to deal with this to figure out whether my bike is coming on the show. But Greg, your bike is coming on the show. I, I tell tell you, tell me what year it is and what the bike is, and I'm going to tell you what's done to it. Twenty one KTM five hundred XC WF. Okay. 21 KTM XCWF. I'm looking at this picture. I'm going to go down the mods list. Double take mirrors. Those are awesome, by the way. Yes. Uh, tidy tail. Uh, rear license plate, something or other. Uh, Does he say anything? Turn signal, light switch kit. Okay, so... So something about the I can't see that, but mm -mm. does he, does he say anything about the tight the number plate or rear um, rear fender license dealy Bob? No, nope. Uh, let's see. I don't see any other turn signal mods. But yeah, any other, I don't see any other mods. That thing looks really stock. LED bulb. The Cyclops, oh, it's bright. Yeah, uh, Cherby's frame protectors. Cyclops LED bulb. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Cherby's frame protectors. Sick ass racing. Turn signals. Okay. Light switch kit. Uh-huh. And other than that, it's stock. Oh, Tusk D-Sport tires. Tusk dual sport tires. Oh, yeah. Huh. I was looking at them. I'm going, they almost look like they're stock, but they looked a little bit too. Yeah, I should have looked down on the back tire. It's a little bit meaty. So that's a that's a good thing. I wonder if he used if he used our code at Rocky Mountain to to get those tires. We got a nice little chunk of that. There's also uh, wheel weights on the front wheel. Uh -huh. balanced out yeah is that it is that everything yeah like? and then he start talks oh talking about himself he is a ktm two-stroke rider since 2006 do we let people talk about themselves in this show i don't know he just <laughs> sold a 2020 honda africa twin as and i'm going to turn this into my do it all light adventure just slash dual sport slash single track bike but still own my KTM 300 XC for hardcore trail. He's got a quiver. I like this bike. I like that. It's just nice and standard ready to go. Well thought out. He took, he, 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 he cut the fat with the switches and stuff like that. Put on some well thought out stuff and he's on, he's on his way. Yeah, I'm liking this thing. That's a that's a roost. No, and and look, I can't. There's no discard. He probably took it. He probably took it off for the photo, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is no, notice. No one submits uh, KTM 690s, and, and I'm pretty sure no one's going to submit a uh, bike with front disc rotors. Well, you can take it off. <laughs> yeah. As <laughs> so I look at the next one. Yeah. Yeah, you can always take it off. Next, Logan. Yeah. Get to the reading. Uh, Bill Hall. Bill Hall. That's a long list. Yeah. You want to try it? Make sure you still I'll got the... I'll give it a... To see if sweet. I got the, the touch. What, do you need a drink or something like that? No. I, I just don't want to read that one. Then. Do you want... Okay. You get you get to pick it then. You get to rate okay. it if, 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 if we do this. So this is a 2019 EXCF 500. 
comfort concept seat seat concept. You didn't put the seat part. Seat concepts comfort seat shark fin unknown manufacturer. FMF slipline unknown model. <laughs> How did you get these things? Did they just fall out of the sky or did it come with this stuff? <laughs> um, P3 header pipe guard, carbon up clutch cover, swing arm cover. <laughs> and I'm coughing for a reason. Euro ECU reads remain in place. Moto minded bar switches with the keyless ignition moto minded super mount. And uh, if you want to see some neat stuff, Moto Mine has really neat, um, very custom stuff. National shock with national inserts in the forks, which are carbon. X-Trig rocks triple clamps with the damping bar mounts. DLC and Kashima coatings on the shock shaft, shock tank, and internals. Upper and lower fork tubes all set up by Alex at Conflict for my weight and type of riding I do. Fast pegs. It's fast company. The Golan fuel filter, a Cherby's three point something fuel tank. At least we know the manufacturer. Super Sprocks, Asian import headlight, but works great. I wonder what that is. Um, maybe something you got off. Maybe something we got off of Amazon there. The bitchin' battery from Taco Mike, Elon Eline carbon fiber fork guards. Jimmy, I pass 570s all the time on this bike. Hey, at least he didn't drop who's a card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you, Bill, you, 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 the, I know every once in a while the guy in the Husaberg stops and because they got to let you catch up and you're just that guy that goes blowing right past him. I know how it works. <laughs> Happens to me all the time. I'm just parked on the side of the trail. My buddies go by. They go flying by. You know, these yeah. are guys that you may have heard of, like big name racer guys. And they go, I passed you on that Hoosterberg. And I go, yeah, when I was stopped. So I know your game. Yeah. Mondi, what does it do, Logan? Where does that bike go? So. It's a good looking bike. And that's got some hell of a fork on it. Yeah. Yeah. He's blasting. Yeah. He so left I, off. He left off there. some pretty right there. Where is that? Where? Just Where is that? Shy of Logan. <laughs> Logan, use the force. Tell us what this bike is. Um, just shy of the middle, but into the endo a little bit. It's a small endo. Mm -hmm. Okay, so because it had a small. Guard. We really shouldn't have given you access to no. this. <sighs> He didn't say the discard. This, 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 I'm moving it down. You're not, he, oh. it had a discard on it. And he, and he made a 570 Husaberg insult that wasn't, that wasn't even funny. Poor Bill emailed me twice about this bike. He did? <laughs> yeah. Did he, did he, what, was he asking for your guidance and counseling in, in how to submit it without getting it uh, endoed? No, it was just he, he wanted to make sure it was on the show. It was on the show. It's yeah. on the show. Yeah. Is, is Bill in the, is he in the chat? Or no, do we... I don't think he's in the chat, but I think he listens. Uh, he listens on the, on the, on the podcast, on the podcast and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, Logan was trying to be really nice. You, if you saw where he placed it on the board, kind of in the middle, he was like dangling, you know. So are, are we done? Yeah, with uh, Mr. Endo. There's no question in my mind, absolutely no question in my mind whatsoever who wins the Taco Mike thing. Okay. I'm going to vote Greg. 
I don't know who Greg is, but I was thinking the 250. The 250? The YZ, but... No. No? No. Nope. The... No. It's it's the guy with the stock know. KTM, the one that I put up there. Yeah, I think that's Greg. Yeah, Greg. I it was it was it was tied between those two. Tonight I was feeling like like for the people that were roosting, but the guy with the stock one could actually really use it. And um he's 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 it's 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 a well set up bike and he didn't have a discard. And the other guy actually mentioned discards and it's kinda like a disease around here and it's just like it's like everybody gets it and it's really not that bad. The discards really aren't that bad, but I'm making it into something it's not. Because I'm media and that's what we do. We take something and we talk about it all the time, even though it really isn't anything. This is but, a show about dirt bikes and dirt bike related products. Right. And I want to see, I want to see your pictures of your bent, <laughs> scratched, dinged discards. Uh, please. I, I just don't, I don't think they're out there. <laughs> you know, that's a good way to get roosting. The roost is to send a picture in. Yeah. So, no, send a picture of the, uh, your, Dented guard. guards. <laughs> you really used it. Yep. If you really used it, if if you have a dented disc guard and the rest of your bike doesn't look like somebody just arbitrarily took a sledgehammer to certain parts of it, then if you have it like imagine a dented disc guard on an otherwise nicely maintained bike. A couple scratches, okay, but not the the guys that you see that are out like trying to practicing extreme enduro when they really don't, they're not super high level and they're just sending their bikes. You see the YouTube videos all the time. Those guys need discards, but they don't listen to the show because they can't stand me. The ghost riding hill climbers, ghost riding hill climbers, ghost riding, riding down rocks guy, um, ghost riding guy. I'm going to try trials things. Like I saw Graham Jarvis do this. So I'm going to make my own video. That guy, those guys need it. So how are we doing? We got all the other questions handled. Is somebody Christian Renninger Renninger has a question? Oh, I have to read it. We have a 2003 Gas Gas 280 TXT Pro with blown low end. Needs crank assembly, crank bearing slash seals, piston kit. Wondering if it's even worth fixing or sell it to a mechanic slash trials enthusiast or trying to f find a motor good luck on that any ideas welcome christian i i have to ask like i i'm having a hard time with my uh gas gas is the 2003 is that the first year of that super lightweight um bike because i had a, i thought it was a 2004 i had one of the first years of those and that motor was very very delicate if if your transmission is good in that motor, you can probably sell it. <laughs> you can probably sell it because somebody will want to get the transmission out of it because that's where the problems are they're having. I think somebody started making some stronger gears for that thing. But if it's the older motor, and I don't really know what the parts availability is on those currently. Um, I know there was some issues with the importer being able to bring in parts. And I know some of the really good dealers, uh, Lewis Sport comes to mind there in Northern California. They were a really good dealer that that um, knew everything about those bikes and would have a much better answer than than I would. But if it's the 2004, if your transmission's good, it might be worth rebuilding because um, I know people like those. Uh, 2003, I, I what, what year do you think? I think mine's a 2000. It's a 2000, I think. 320 or something and they're they're good they're good bikes they seem to be pretty reliable um and if it has a lot of time on it maybe you put it back together and you get a lot more time on it so and and i'm sure that there's somebody out there in the trials world there's probably a few of those bikes that are 
kind of broken down and someone would want to kind of part it together and do that stuff. So that's what I would do. Um, oh wait, 2003 gas, gas. It's the old motor. Yes. And it's green sticker in California. That's makes it even more valuable to somebody else in California. And I know there's a lot of people, um, floating around in those. Scott Glimp says front discards are dumb. I think me and Scott could be friends. I think so. But RJH yeah. has a counterpoint. I've only bent one disc in all my racing and it was a front yeah, yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but uh, i i'm i guess i'm i'm torn here i mean i where did you where were you sticking your front wheel <laughs> to bend the front disc so <laughs> gotta be careful where you stick that thing and and I would rather carry the, the the crescent wrench to bend it back than I would have that disc on my uh, uh, front thing. Would, would it would it really? Uh... So right now we've got a, we've got a on inside the chat we've got a a, a, a gas gas uh, user group now that's in there like starting to sell their things. Eric Matson, I've got a two thousand and two and the other thing. All the oh, no, he said you had a two thousand two. All the I had a two thousand. Oh, I had a 2000. Jimmy had a 2002. I don't know. Did I sell it to Eric? Man, I don't even know what I'd do with Maybe. it. I sold it. Okay, but do, do, do front brake. Looks like he did. Oh, it's Roger Hurd, RJ. That's right. I always forget. I think it's RJ. I think it's RJ, the video guy. When I see RJH. Oh, so that RJ. It's it's Roger Hurd. Well, Roger, you, 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 uh, yeah, I probably passed you when your disc was bent. <laughs> uh, Todd Kelly says, Hey, let's hear from Logan. Logan, what do you want to do after high school? I think we asked this last time, last quite last week, but I don't really know. If you're working for Jimmy part time or are you hoping to race professionally one day? Kind of, but not really. Kind of, but not really. That's what that working for Jimmy or racing professional racing kind professional. of means working for Jimmy and racing professional. Not really. Okay. I got it. <laughs> now you cleared up that. I, I told you I got that door. I need put in that trailer over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When's that happening? Get that done and invoice me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the San Felipe Bob question? Oh. It was, it was up there just a little bit right there. Uh, or uh, okay, yeah, it's, it's right there. I yeah, saw some from, oh, uh, some other one. Okay, from Mr. Uh, Felipe. I just sent Matt a photo of my '94 WR250 front discard, proudly rocking my front disc that came on the bike from the factory. What's his discard? It's it's a it's probably the plastic at Cherby's yeah, one. The, the plastic one. Yeah, now the plastic ones I'm not that afraid of. <laughs> Okay, do they really add that much weight though? Like you can really feel it? The discards, I can feel it. Yeah, so I don't know. Okay, but like someone like me who is no, you not can't. It's, nearly as it's like it's like going from a heavy, it's like getting putting a slightly heavier tire on the bike. And it's not, but it's not, it's not as rotational. It's just, it's just when it's just weight on the front end. And I I I kid you not, I've ridden a couple bikes. There's a I raced a GNCC on a bike called it was a it was this company called Woods Blaster that built this KTM 300 or something. And they were known for their kind of protection stuff and mostly graphics kits, really. But um, 
And I'm wondering if that bike had a front disc card on it. Uh, I don't know. You know, one of these days, I challenge one of our viewers to submit the ultimate roost bike. Yeah. And it's just going to be like a KTM 690 with a disc card. That's it. A stock 690 with a front disc card. Didn't, oh, yeah. we, didn't we get a lot of 690s in the beginning? And then and then I kind of went like all yeah, they, 690s. Yeah. That, that's why I said people, they, they've learned to avoid ah, their 690s. Scared them away. They probably still have. I mean, hey, if, if that's your bike and you like it, that's pretty good. Hold on. Takamoto go. The front guard on the bike at the end is a carbon fiber featherweight disc unit from STR Racing. Works quite now. I know what they're talking about with yep. the camera and the whole thing. Works quality component with hardly any weight penalty. Okay. Yeah. That's that's kind of more along the lines of the of the plastic of the plastic thing. And uh and Okay, so so it's not just uh front brake guards in general, it's just the metal ones. Yeah, have you ever had a rocket between your disc kind of bounce up and get between your your super hard stiff metal disc guard and your and your disc? Have you ever had that happen? I have not. No, I've seen it happen before. Well, I, I, no, I had it happen on my mountain bike actually. And I've seen, I've seen it. We had a discard in your mountain bike. No, no, I've had a rocket stuck like. Oh, in the in yeah, the in the in the in the, in the rotor and stuff like this. So, so I've actually seen rocks get thrown up and and rolled into the into the uh, the discard, not get stuck, but actually bend the. Um, the disc in a way that actually couldn't be bent back. It didn't bend it out. It, it like one of the, um, like the, you know how they cut the, the things out for lightning and stuff. It actually bent one of those and then caused it to sort of warp. Huh. I like so a, I saw that, I saw that one time, maybe that's where, and it was kind of, it was a, it was some goofy ass project bike that somebody brought to a magazine that had, it was one of these things where it was just a bolt on. It's like the bike flew through the catalog and picked up everything in the catalog and none of it was, stuck together like none of it meant was meant to go with each other and it it weighed i mean i remember we weighed it it was like 14 or 15 pounds heavier than the stock one and i kind of think it was a drz 400 but i don't remember and this is where this thing happened like a rock went up into the discard and bent it 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 rolled through there and bent in the 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 rotor and then we had a we had a problem so like a uh Kyler Stokers. I like to call him comment. Curly. Curly Stokers. Uh, I like his uh, comment there, or his wife's comment. He says. He says. I said I can feel the discard, and he says, "Really, give me a break." Who is he? Princess and the P. I'm a. I'm a princess. What's the princess and the P? It's like the the princess who could feel like a P underneath like a bunch of mattresses or something. Oh, I can't remember. So yeah, that, fairy tales. New nickname is gonna be Princess and the P. I'm a princess. That's or right. Princess P. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have a, it's probably more of a, it's probably more of a, um, of a, of just a visual thing in my head. I don't know what it is. I, I, but I, I feel like I feel, I feel when I see them in your pictures, that's how bad it hurts. <laughs> oh boy. So, um, any other ones in there? I think, uh, I think it might be a short show tonight. Short show. Yeah. Not really. I got something else. Hey, remember how we complained? Like somebody asked us what the worst product ever was. Oh, everybody yes. wants to know what the worst product ever was. And so I, um, everybody goes, how do you know? How do you know this? Well, I test all this crap. I try it out. I, I don't do it. So, so this little case, this is, 
remember we talked about this, this is the iCat. This one's called the iCat and Logan hold this one up to the camera. This is called the iBooster. We'll put it up in front of the thing. So look at this fancy case and then you get this spark plug wire. I'm going it's, to Jimmy Cam. It's a spark plug wire that you plug it. You plug this into your spark plug and you plug this in, you know, where your spark plug. So you get this extra bit of wire, uh, what's called, it's called a, another point of failure. And this uh, amplifies the spark for more power. And on dyno charts that were always provided to me by the uh, manufacturer, it showed an increase in performance. So this, you see how much I actually, they gave me, they sent me like uh, five of these. And that's why this one's still in the package. <laughs> it works. It's, it says more torque, more power, quicker revs. It gives you work style throttle performance, better burn at all RPM levels, EFI and carburetor compatible and easier start starting. So this was, um, they, the these, these things, it was right when EFI was coming in and when it was sent to me, it was because everybody was complaining that their, their, their fuel injected bikes were slow and they didn't have any snap. And they said, this would fix it. And everyone I put them on it, it made it like, it made it kind of like I put a carburetor back on the bike. So it got kind of hiccupy, you know, it kind of lost a little bit of a, it lost a little bit of throttle response. And then after that, I couldn't feel any, anything. So if you think I hate discards, if you think I'm on a discard rant, I tried this on, on my XR 100. I tried it on a KX 500. I tried it on everything. And, um, I'm not sure what they were. It did something. It seemed like it seemed like if you free revved it, it made it go zing or something like that. So it it's it's the what's the modern day thing you got to put on your bike? I don't know. Everybody does besides a discard. Uh, so, like ECUs, ECUs kind of stuff. Well, I mean, I'm 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 pretty down on a lot of the ECUs because I've never I've rarely ridden one that I. I just bolted on and it was better. Every one of them I put on there, I want to go and tune it. Luckily, most of them have the ability to tune and you can adjust it for your thing. So it kind of depends on the bike you're putting them on. Uh, on the on the EPA compliant ones, a lot of times they rev the, they raise the RPM ceiling. So for sure, you can get a lot more power. I always ask the person, is that really where you need the power up in the upper rev ceiling? Is that where you're riding this bike? But, you know, some people do and they need it and uh and then if you start modifying other stuff a lot of times the ecu can be very effective in uh complementing that but generally it's part of it you know it needs to be part of a package so when you take pipe a with your ecu package and it's designed for pipe b i would bet more than i can afford to lose that the rideability goes down and uh, net net you're probably going slower does pipe A stand for the Amazon pipe? <laughs> Dude, I wonder if I could buy like a... Actually, I saw a lot of ECUs for the CRF230. There was like 10 different companies that had like Rev Box and Super Power Box. And so I have a wonderful, a wonderful idea. We should do like an Amazon rebuild. Amazon rebuild. Yeah. We should do an Amazon rebuild and a Rocky Mountain rebuild. Right. We'll do both. Right. We'll, we'll like do it with the right, you know, do stuff. Because... They're not going to sell stuff that doesn't, that doesn't fit. Mm -hmm. But then again, they don't offer like the, the free return. <laughs> if we did that, we'd just be sending everything back to Amazon. Nothing would, you, you can do, actually, it'd be so funny to watch you in the garage because you have a hard enough time if everything fits perfect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if, it'd be fantastic. You Watching you put that Amazon pipe would have been just 
you and Logan together, that'd be awesome. We should, we I wonder do, how long it'd take for you guys to get the hammer out. So what we should do is have a time lapse of you with the Rocky Mountain and then a time lapse of me and Logan or Logan and I. Then mine would Amazon. mine would be slowed down like by half, and yours would be doubled up at the same speed, and they'd end up being done at the same time. Uh, think, so, do just, you have yeah. to get a larger gas tank for this? No, no. no. It, it, have you ever seen your spark plug cap on yeah. on? Well, not on your three hundred, but like on a four stroke. Sometimes, yeah. the, sometimes the the the, the, the spark plugs are way down in the in the uh, down in the cylinder head. So, got a good question here. I don't think this will fit on the. Does a KTM three fifty? Have enough torque for a casual rider. Am I a casual rider? Hey, I've, I've been told that they don't have enough power to make it up the hills in Glen Helen. Really? Yeah. Who told you that? <laughs> uh, I don't want to keep going. I just realized maybe I shouldn't uh, <laughs> I've said this. Brought this. Yes, they have enough torque for a casual rider. <laughs> did I tell it? Who told you? I didn't tell you that. <laughs> I've done it on an 85. Oh, we did it on 125. Yeah, we did it on 125. Um, I don't think, I think they have, they have plenty of torque, uh, and, and they have, they, 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 they feel like they have way more torque than like a 250 F. So it's just, if it, it kind of depends on how, you know, like how you're really riding the bike it has enough torque, but when you roll it on, if you, if you're talking about torque, just to keep the motor rug running and chugging, then it has plenty of torque. If you're talking about the torque, you, you, you're, you're kind of doing that running and chugging. You want to roll the throttle on and, and feel the bike kind of pull aggressively. That's when you're going to say, Hey, that's not the ton of torque that, that, that I thought. So it likes to, it likes to use RPM a little bit more. And that's, you know, any smaller motor is this way. You're going to rely more on kind of RPM as opposed to lug torque, but it has, it has pretty, it has pretty good torque. And now, even with a lot of the 500s and stuff like that, the bigger bikes, the 450s and stuff going to lighter and lighter flywheels, I wouldn't even say that it stalls that much easier than some of those other bikes. And especially when you start talking about EXC versus like an XCF or something like this, uh, sometimes the EXC is tuned to run really good. And with that reed valve, it actually has extra torque. And if you don't believe me, just take it out and... Don't listen to your bike. Just see what it does. Um, what's my thought? Evan Parker, what's your thought on the 21 to 22 YZ250F? You want to read the Yamaha read? Because that's what we should do since we're sponsored we by already, them. Didn't we already and, do that one? And we, we already did too. Well, I know, but that's what we should do because we're we're like a, since we're sponsored, we should just say what they say, right? exhilarating power and no i'll tell you i'll tell you what that 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 bike is the power leader in the class it's it's clearly the most powerful um as far as like any place you ride i don't know what a dyno says dyno might say some of the other ones may have more peak but the yamaha is really good with the power tuner you can adjust it to work any way you want to um the handling it's not the lightest bike in the class but the handling is very neutral People do not complain about the suspension, um, even though the suspension is really good, <laughs> which I'm saying it like that for a reason, because all the suspensions are generally really good. Uh, but this is this is people just don't complain about it. It's a really good bike. And I would say that whether Yamaha was sponsoring us like they do now or KTM was sponsoring us like they did before or whatever. Um, 
that's a, that's a really good, a really good motorcycle. I, I, it's my favorite, it's my favorite 250 F. This is actually one of the only new bikes I got to ride this year at that intro. Right. And I personally had so much fun on that bike. Might've just been because there was a vet track that I was having a good time on, but that was one of the most fun days I've ever had a motocross track was on that. Super. It's super easy to ride. It works. It works for all skill levels. Um, you know, it's just a, it's, they, they have a lock on that bike in that class. If you read any of the things, go to dirtbiketest.com. W, I know you probably hate to read. <laughs> Actually, Trevor probably did a video of it. So it was probably a video of Trevor riding to get off the bike and go, yeah, it's rad. And then it's, that's it. So, um, Dave Black, what does he say? Whenever I, <clears throat> whenever I had a stop shop install my tires, they've required me to provide new tubes with the heavier duty tubes. It seems like overkill. Logan, is that pizza? <laughs> Do I really need to replace tubes each time? No, no. Um, your, your, your tubes, they're probably doing it for liability issues and um, uh, they're probably trying to sell you the tubes at the same time. But even with heavier, with, with light duty, t- I've, I've stuffed tubes back into tires until they, <laughs> I'm very aware of that, that you keep sh- putting tubes back in until they pop off. Like yeah, until they till they till they go flat. That's yeah, I I don't I don't put like if there's a patch in there, I do not put them back in unless it's a mini bike tire when we don't have any tires or tubes or anything around. Then I'll just stuff like an old 21 inch tire in the back of the 19, whatever it is. But no, it's you do not need to replace the tubes each time. I suspect if you start looking at them and you examine some things that may seem suspect. The best place to look is around the valve stem. Another tip for when you're installing your tubes is do not tighten your valve stem down tight onto the rim because then the tube will try to flex and it'll tear it out of the valve stem. And it'll, if even if it doesn't tear it out, it'll stress it down there. And that's your first point of failure. Um, but no, do not replace the tubes each time. I sure don't. Uh, Curly says, didn't Mike Alessi win on a 350 there? Uh, I don't know if he ever won on a 350. Then he went on a 250. He he, he had some wins in 250s. No, he was he was riding a 250F at the time. Cairoli won everything. Cairoli, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, over in Europe. Did, yeah. did the 350 ever make it in Supercross, or was no, did they yeah, use like a 450 XC? He he, yeah, yeah. he won a Supercross. No. No outdoor. Outdoors, he won. He won an overall. I, I think you won a moto. A moto, maybe. Eh. His world championship twice on a 350. Caroli did. Yeah. Yeah. We we're talking about, he was asked yeah, about, Caroli, about we don't talk about racing. Zip it right there. Go yeah. Call one of the damn racing shows. They're way better at it. And there's like 20 of them. Well, we could talk about Supercross season. <laughs> oh, yeah. How the how those Rams doing? Is that that that's part of the Supercross thing? No. Oh. I, no, no, I watch it. I'm a fan. Evan Parker. What does he want to know? When trail riding, do you want a light or heavy flywheel? So it depends. It depends on the bike and it depends on the power character you're looking for. You know what you're expecting um, the bike to do. Some people do not like the heavier flywheels because they they make the bike a little bit more sluggish when it revs up. Some people like them because they tend to give the bike a little bit more um, chug so it doesn't stall as easy. So... So it's, it's sort of, it's sort of kind of depends on your, on your riding style. Um, 
for trail riding, I would say, I would have, I guess more people, and it depends on the bike. You know, when you start talking about like smaller displacement uh, bikes, I think the heavier flywheel might be a little more um, applicable. Does Evan Parker's logo, is he riding a quad? Mm -hmm. That's okay. But I think it's a like a stock photo. Yeah, but is he is he like wearing a zombie outfit or something like that? I, can't I don't tell. think so. <laughs> I can't see it actually. Yeah, I can't either. Okay. Hey, a guy named Dennis Faldorf says the KTM 350 is top tier on all levels is his personal observation. So has Dennis ridden one? Oh yeah. He's, he, he does loves, he have one? He doesn't. He might have one actually. No, I think he has mm. one in uh, in Anchorage. Up, okay, up in Alaska. Yeah, yeah. He, he took it. I know he took. I know he uh, bought a new bike and then took it to a motocross track and. He uh, wadded it up pretty good. Oh, well, that's it, that was a while ago. I don't think that's the bike's fault. I can't remember. He might have needed one more class. I think he needed more classes. Yeah, more classes at the time. Yeah, because uh, this isn't recently. No, no, this was a few years ago. TW Hicks says it's because clients will threaten to sue you at every other turn. That's why they want you to put new tubes in your bike. So. Evan says it's a stocks photo. Laugh your ass. Put it. Get a damn motorcycle one, bro. Or a picture of a hot chick with boobs. Actually, because I'm telling you, if you want to get more view, that's the only thing I haven't done on this show. Logan was supposed to bring his girlfriends in to co-host with me, and it just hasn't happened. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I think there's some. Uh, I think there's some issues with trying to bring uh, high school girls. Yeah. In. No, I told you over 18. You got to start looking at the older women, Logan. Come on, get a grip. <laughs> In next, a year next, and so two days. In a year and two days. <laughs> okay. Wait, two days from your birthday? No. Uh, a girl. Yeah. Oh, a, a girl turns 18 seven. in a year and two days. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Well, I got to wait that long. You know how many more episodes that is? I need this. I need the rate. I need to get ratings to go through the roof. I mean, we're gonna, I'm, I'm going to see about getting a puppy dog in here and just laying it on the table. I think that might be the next thing that I'm going to try. But Ooh, I had a house. I had a puppy sit actually when I was yeah. sick, and that was that was an adventure. Puppy sit, prompt women. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, but going back to Evans to, to Evans profile picture, I actually have I have a, I have had a fun video idea. That I want to explore the possibility of. Okay, Todd Hicks or T.W. Hicks has a picture of a donkey. Yeah. So that's well, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he probably has a million followers for that. He probably does. Uh, Kurt, Kylie looked it up. Mike, uh, it, in 2010 in Hangtown went four one motos in first place in uh, takes second overall on the 450 race in the 450 class. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so okay, yeah. So we got to move those cameras away. So. Mike in 2010 in Hagentown went fourth in Moto One and first in Moto Two to take second overall on, the, on a 350 while racing the 450 class. So clearly a capable machine for a four stroke. Hey, um, we got a hundred messages in today's show, and we got congratulated from our uh, from our feed. That's pretty yeah. nice. You know, we reached that feed really fast when we had the spammer. Yeah, the, uh, the troll. Like, there, I only saw one spam thing go across this, so we're getting better. We actually have real people. It's not all the people that I that I bought. I bought all these followers. So, if you're one of the four people in the chat room, uh, 54 of those people I paid for. Uh, there are a bunch of Chinese and Vietnamese children that are that are watching and oh. commenting. No, that's where you get them the cheapest. That's what I heard at least. I mean, I, the company says they're legit viewers that'll be really engaged in your content. I. Uh, 
Logan handled it. Logan set me up with the company. I, I think we're going to be hearing from HR. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring it up in the next staff meeting. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh boy. okay. Well, Hey everybody. Um, I think we're going to start wrapping this up. I don't have any more gimmicks left to the show. <laughs> Bob's asleep. Ned started talking and he'll never shut up. And then he's, and then Jimmy's right next to him. So I know what that means. It's going to be yeah. an explosion over there of, of food. Uh, so let us know in the comments, uh, how much El Blurro Blanco? See, we woke up Victor. <laughs> so, um, but uh, let us know in the comments if you have questions or something we didn't get to on this show. It's because you didn't ask it. Um, so bring it to the next show. That'll be next week at seven o'clock on Tuesday. I was going to bring on a special guest uh, this week, but he said he had to go to bed. So I might uh, bring him on to the next show. We'll talk about dirt bikes and dirt bike related products, as you can expect. Be sure to, you know, patronize the companies, patronize the companies that keep us in business here. That would be Yamaha Motors, Scott Sports, Takamoto. Thanks, Taco Mike, for hooking us up with that $100, hooking up our our rooster with a hundred bucks climb DDC trail tech. And of course, Jimmy Lewis off-road training. We just released our last, uh, our, our April, May, March, I don't know, March and April schedules. And they're not on the website yet. Cause they go out to our newsletters. Uh, some of the classes are already full. So um, they'll go up on the classes that are still open. We'll go up on the website real soon. Oh, I forgot to mention that I'm doing the training, for all the entries for the Nora 1000. So Nora 1000 went over to MapBook navigation this year. So if you are signed up for the rally, you get a free, basically Jimmy Lewis off-road training for rally, which is a pretty cool thing. And uh, it's going to be online training that I'm going to do. So and keep an eye on uh, Jimmy Lewis off-road for some really exciting things coming up. Yeah. I heard the guy that was dead almost got the work done. On almost. We're going to launch a whole nother podcast. It'll be better than this one. I promise. And uh, private lessons from Matt over here. If you want to really learn how to ride your motorcycle and you're a beginner. And by some of, you, some of your posts, I think you're all beginners. I think <laughs> pictures of donkeys and quads and stuff like that. So <laughs> I know you're just watching to try to get Logan to flash his phone number up on the screen, but it ain't going to happen. <laughs> so with that, everybody, um, cheers. We will uh, see you out on the trail. <laughs>